Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to our first episode of Locked on Kraken this week. We'll get into a little bit of more on, on what's going on, but I'm back in Tulsa. We're back to uh, my empty living room podcasting. We've got a pretty great show. We're going to take you to uh, Andre Burakovsky. He spoke to media yesterday. Uh, let's hear what he has to say about joining up with the Seattle Kraken and what he's excited about about this lineup. One of the great centermen in free agency is going to be in the Pacific division. And then we're going to close out talking about women's world championships in a way you can watch with me, the USA versus Canada game in particular. It's a jam packed show. Let's get it going. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Oh, baby, I'm getting excited. I'm getting so excited. There's so much hockey happening. I know it's like the off season. And again, uh, first show of the week. I've been back in Tulsa for a few days. Had some wonky technical difficulties in the office here. And... I don't know. We had two whole shows that got canned. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer, but we're back and we will be in full swing all five days next week. So I'm excited about that. But uh, like I said, I'm coming to you from the living room. We have a pretty exciting show in hockey headlines. Oh my goodness. So we've been talking about the Nazem Kadri. Uh, you know, kind of uh, race here to get Nazem Kadri in free agency. We finally got word that Kadri is going to none other than our Pacific Division rivals, the Calgary Flames. It's uh, seven years, 49 million, which means that's a 7 million AAV, $7 million a year. Now, could the Seattle Kraken afford that? In, I mean, technically, yes. Were we going to pay that? Probably not. And that comes from what we've been hearing Ronnie Francis, general manager of the Seattle Kraken, say. He knows now that he's got to make cap space for Maddie Beniers and for Shane Wright. These are two centermen that the Seattle Kraken want as just marquee players for this organization. They want to grow up the middle through the draft with these two guys. And we heard Ron Francis. And if you are not already subscribed to YouTube, go ahead and do that because the full um, media availability where Ron Francis breaks down just the thought around how Shane Wright, getting Shane Wright at four changed what they were looking to do in free agency, changed what they were looking to do in free agency at the centerman position. And so even if Seattle Kraken were thinking about Nazem Kadri, I get the sense that pretty much once we locked up 
Shane Wright, they weren't going to spend money. Now, I, in some ways, disagree. Um, not necessarily on Kadri, but I think, and we've talked about this before on the show, there are a lot of um, bridge contracts, one-year contracts, things of that nature. Guys that have, we're going to hear from Andre Borakovsky on this episode, but guys that have Stanley Cup experience, do we have them for enough time for them to grow um, and help grow the development of Matty Beneers and Shane Wright. Uh, some yes, some no, um, especially in places where we need it, in goaltending and in defense. So I, I get the idea. You don't want to get uh, cajoled. You don't want to get uh, strapped into these long-term contracts for so much money. I do think eventually, though, the Seattle Kraken are going to have to get a little bit more veteran leadership. Um, so we'll see what happens. So that's Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri, not the only guy coming to the Pacific Division. We also have Phil Kessel, hot dog eating <laughs> Phil Kessel. He has signed with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, that is is a one-year contract. So here you go, one of those bridge contracts for our rivals, the folks that I'm saying will not win a Stanley Cup before we do. The Vegas Golden Knights go with Phil Kessel. I mean, look at these graphics. I do love their graphics. Can we just talk about it? So it's one year, 1.5 mil. Kessel was with Arizona. We bumped them out of the Pacific Division. Arizona didn't do great. They're a team that I love talking about because they're the only team that's usually lower than us in any given ranking of anything. <laughs> so thank you, Arizona, for that. Uh, San Jose, you're doing your part in the Pacific Division. We'll get into that in a little bit. So Phil Kessel. Uh, so that's your hockey news. Let's talk about what's cracking because we definitely got some Seattle cracking news. Again, we're going to hear from Andre Burakovsky shortly. Uh, he's one of our uh, players that we signed, has experience, knows some of our guys. He'll get into that in a little bit. But um, we have some uh, new hockey ops staff. Uh, and I want to just make sure that uh, I forgot to get our little uh, ticker going, but uh, let's go with Franz Nielsen, former player, 16 years NHL experience, uh, retired after the 2020-2021 season to try retired, excuse me, uh, after playing with the Detroit Red Wings. He's being on, he's being brought on as a player development consultant in hockey ops, joining him, Justin Rye. Also a player development consultant now for the Seattle Kraken. Played at the University of Maine. University of Maine just hired Molly Engstrom to head up their women's hockey program. But Justin played there. Also played in uh, the BCHL. And, um, you know, is going to join Hockey Ops. Also, third announcement was Doug Wilson Jr. Joining as an amateur scout. And our good friend J.D. Young, Mr. I Don't Believe in Defense. Meh. That's weird now I'm giving Doug uh, spirit fingers. Anyway, <laughs> um, J.D. Young has some information, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. Get to know Doug in particular. Bet online. 
Net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events on the number one source, your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's take you to Andre Burakovsky talking about what he thinks about the Seattle Kraken roster and what he's excited to bring. Hey, Andre, thank you very much here for doing this and welcome to Seattle. And just knowing it's been over a month since you made your decision, what excites you about a new challenge here with this team? First of all, I think for me, this is a new team. Um, I think this is a team, when you look at it, it's a team that's really good. Uh, looking good on the paper uh, or in the lineup looks really good. I think it's a team that has the potential to to become a great team and accomplish great things. So uh, I just kind of want to be um, right along on that journey and be a part of this team growing for every season. Um, I think that was the main thing. I think uh, one for me too was obviously getting a bigger role, um, play a little bit more, uh, take more responsibility. Um, so that was kind of the main things. And um, just like I said before, me and both me and my girlfriend were really excited about about Seattle as a city. We talked a lot with Marcus Jansen before, Venberg, uh, as I mentioned before that, I know pretty well, Grubauer, obviously. And they were all excited about the city, about the team, how professional the team and, and the organization is. So um, when, we came, when we came down to it, it's, it was kind of an easy choice, to be honest. Hi, Andre. Uh, you know, you, you obviously played a couple games in Seattle this year. One was a particular uh, kind of a blowout, but it's often cited by some of the Kraken players as an interesting game. And I was wondering if you have any any memories of, of playing here and, and in that game in particular in November. Yeah, that was the first game there. Uh, first of all, it was really exciting to be here. Um, just to see Seattle for the first time, obviously. See the ring for the first time. But it obviously was a good game for us, uh, not so much for for Seattle. But um, it was a great game. It was it was exciting. Obviously, scoring two goals against the team that I'm gonna play for next year, and hopefully, I can turn that around and score two against Colorado instead. But um, it was it was a great time. I mean, coming into the locker room, see the locker room for the first time, and see the ring for the first time, and all those things, and just. A new team, new fans, everything. I think it was it was a great time for the first time. Hey, Andre, when uh, Ron Francis uh, talked about your signing, he mentioned a lot about uh, more opportunity for you here. Obviously, you played on a pretty pretty good team last year, especially up front. Uh, what do you see as far as an increased role here in Seattle and maybe getting some more opportunities to shoot the puck, uh, things like that? No, I mean... That was kind of one of the choices where I choose to saddle too, that I want to get a bigger role and play more and take more responsibility, kind of be more of a leader. Um, and obviously just grow in my game. Um, I don't know if you can. Yeah, there we go. Um, for me, it was, I just want to get better every day. Um, and to become better, you need to play more and take a bigger responsibility. I think from the Washington time when I was in Washington, you know, I was, kind of far behind, behind Ovi and Backstrom and T.J. and and Kuznets and all these guys. And then, then I came to Colorado. I was kind of in the shadow of uh, McKinnon and uh, Landis Gog and Rantanen and 
and and those guys and and now I kind of want to develop into a more of a leader player and then kind of kind of show the way for maybe the younger guys and and just become a better player overall and help the team win win games. Hey Andre, two things quick. What what impression did the city make on you the couple trips you made up here? And then on top of that, the uh the uh team team that you saw from the Kraken last season and the games you played against them. What stood about out to you about the way that they played and the and the players that they had and everything? Sorry, I heard, I didn't hear the first question. I heard the second one. Yeah, first one was what was your impressions of the city and the two trips you made up here last year? Yeah, I said that before. I didn't I didn't I didn't get to see a lot of the city. I saw the, the fish market. Uh, we went to dinner to the Pink Door. Great restaurant. Uh, my girlfriend already Googled that one and recommended it for me. I told her we've been there. Um, other than that, I haven't seen much of the city, to be honest. But uh, great arena. Uh, now I've been looking around to for some houses to buy in Kirkland and Bellevue. And, and we completely sold on those two areas. So I think it's, it looks beautiful with the water and, and the mountains in the background. Uh, um, so we are super excited to get there. Uh, the city looks unbelievable. Um, from team standpoint, uh, I, th- I thought Seattle last year was a really tough team to play against. And I know the first game went, uh, went in our favorite, uh, kind of easy. But the second game, I think we lost, and and it, it's, it was always tough again to play against Seattle because they were always they were working extremely hard. It was tough to get to the net. Uh, it, it was tough to win battles in the corners. Um, they were playing with tremendous speed, and that's the kind of hockey I like. Yeah, I like it to go fast and fast players and play with a lot of speed. So um, I think these teams can fit me well and. And if you want to listen to the entire conversation with Andre Burakovsky, make sure that you are uh, checking out the YouTube page. We started off with hockey news with some players from the NHL that are now making their way to the Pacific Division. But speaking of the Pacific Division, let's take a look at this poll that we did. You might have seen this. It came out about a week ago, but uh, we did an internal poll for those listening on audio. We always appreciate you, but um, I'm going to read this out. So for those watching on YouTube, just bear with me as I read this because you're seeing this. But at the top of the table, the Pacific Division power rankings post-draft and free agency. This is also, though, pre-Nazem Kadri, pre-Phil Uh, This is voted on by the Locked On NHL hosts. At the number one spot, we have the Edmonton Oilers, obviously made it the furthest in the playoffs from the Pacific Division, followed by the Calgary Flames, who now have Stanley Cup champion Nazem Kadri on their squad. We talked to Jess Belmasto and we were like, what's going on in Calgary? And then it was like, oh crap. That's why they had to make all these moves. Coming in at the third spot, the trace spot, Los Kings, the Los Angeles Kings. We're going to have a squad cast with new Kings hosts coming up soon. So we'll talk a little bit more about them. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks at four. That's solid. That's solid for Vancouver. A little bit higher than I believe I marked them. The Vegas Golden Knights coming in at five. They pick up Phil Kessel, but they're down a a goaltender. So we'll see what happens there. Anaheim Ducks at six. Seattle Kraken. That's us. 
at seven and the San Jose Sharks, Mr. Defense is for nerds, J.D. Young. You know what I love about that? So for those who missed it, J.D. and I, and I believe um, actually if you're watching or listening to this on Friday, the crossover with J.D. Young uh, for us is up. But um, <laughs> I, I aired our crossover a little bit earlier, and he basically told me that defense is for nerds. And then, so I, I was like, that's a righteous self-own, bro. You know, on social media, I didn't use those exact words. I used a, a GIF to, to convey that. I was like, that's a pretty righteous self-own. It was like, dude, you just lost from Bring It On. Some of you know. Anyway, uh, so I used my Bring It On GIF. And he's like, yeah, we haven't had great defense in years. And I'm like, again, another self-own. You're telling me defense is for nerds. I'm telling you defense is for winners. And you're kind of, again, self-owning. You haven't focused on defense in years. You haven't been winning in years. Maybe it's time to switch it up. Maybe you should go full nerd, J.D. Young. And, uh, yeah, try that. Anyway, I digress. So what do you think? Question of the day, question of the episode. What do you think about these rankings for those watching on YouTube? I'm going to put it up again for those listening on audio. I'll run through it again. At one, Edmonton. At two, Calgary. At three, Los Angeles. At four, Vancouver. At five, Las Vegas. At six, Anaheim. At seven, Seattle. And at eight, the non-defense playing San Jose Sharks. That is our power rankings for the Locked On NHL Network. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments. I keep saying I'm going to see Seattle really vie for that 5-6 spot. Obviously, that's higher than 7. I'm not sure we're cracking. I don't see us cracking through to the playoffs this season, but you never know. We'll have that full conversation up on YouTube if it's not up by the time you're watching slash listening. Check it out over the weekend. Speaking of over the weekend, and it leads to our next segment, I'm going to be talking about women's world championships. A few of you may know that Locked on Kraken has been doing some rewatch parties, and we're going to do live watch parties coming up this Seattle Kraken season with the help of our friends at Playback. This is a free um kind of online community. You can create an account for free. You use your login information for Fubo or whatever subscription model you have. And then that will give you access to the live stream where we're going to watch the game together. And then myself and some special guests will talk about the game as we see it. We'll also have a chat so we can come up in the chat. If you have your own rant, I can bring people to the stage so you can talk and be a part of the broadcast. So the great thing is, that we're going to keep doing that for Seattle Kraken. And I've partnered with my company, Black Rosie Media, so that we can do this for other sporting events as well, including Women's World Championships. Now, here's the kicker. I can't officially announce the link for the watch parties that I'm having tomorrow as the United States and Canada play in the World Championships. But what I can do is let you know that the great thing about the Black Rosie Media link is that it is a um, static link. So anytime I go on playback until further notice, it will be the same link. So if you happen to be watching on YouTube or if you happen to uh, just look at the show notes, you can find the link that I will be using for a private watch party because it's the same link that I use for the public watch parties. Hope you catch my drift. Feel free to share this privately, uh, but not widely publicly, at least not yet. But we're hoping to uh, get into that. More on that. Coming up in the next segment of Locked on Kraken.
All right, Seattle hockey fans. All right, hockey fans. We have a jam-packed show. You heard from Andre Burakovsky. Talked about he liked the, the battles, right? He likes the battles. He likes the fight of this team. Um, you know, I think what's going to be interesting, especially now that we have Kadri coming to the division, Phil Kessel didn't have a, the greatest of seasons with uh, Arizona. Is there still something left in the tank? We'll find out. We'll find out what kind of player Phil Kessel can be. He definitely scored a few on us in that last hockey season, our inaugural hockey season. So I'm not really, really ready to give up on Phil Kessel. And I tell you who I'm definitely not giving up on, and that is Amanda Kessel. Amanda Kessel is playing with the United States right now as we speak. Okay, well, not technically right now. They played yesterday on Thursday. But the point being... Amanda Kessel and the United States um, are one of the 10 teams that are at the IIHF Women's World Championships. This is something that happens every year unless, you know, COVID takes us uh, for a little ride as it has. Um, but this time Denmark is hosting IIHF Women's World Championships, and we've already had a handful of games. The United States has already played. Canada has already played. And so here we go. Here's what we're looking at. And again, join me on playback. I'm leaving. I'll, I'm going to take that off for now if you're watching on YouTube, but we'll put it back up so you have the static link. Make sure to write it down. Oof, the United States crushed Japan. Now, something important to know, Japan had a lot of their veteran leaders that got them to the top division in women's hockey. They retired, including Nana Fujimoto, who used to play for my favorite team, the Metropolitan Riveters. So that's this is a tough loss for Japan. They definitely made strides at the Beijing Olympics um, and prior to. That's why they're in that top tier classification. But they now have a lot of veteran leadership gone. Young players that now are going to have to establish themselves or reestablish this Franch or not franchise, this federation at the international level. You also see that Hungary beat out Germany 4-2 to two in that match. You've got Canada that took on Finland. Um, Sarenaire scored. Marie-Philippe Poulin scored uh, the game winner, technically. Then you have Sweden that beat out Denmark, the hosts, 5-2. Right now, you see Japan and Switzerland are playing as I'm recording. Then you've also got Hungary and Chechnya. Now, Chechnya, the Czech Republic, is a team I am so excited to see play. You've got a lot of those players that have played here in North America, in the United States, and in Canada, but they've also played throughout the world. And now, Chechnya, Chechnya excuse me, is in that first group that top tier as it has an expanded 10 teams 10 federations so i'm really excited to see what chechnya can do um they are playing hungary tomorrow again this is where that private wink wink um watch party on playback is coming in and if you're watching on the screen you can check that out if you're not watching on the screen just check the show notes you should always read the show notes but I'm telling you, there's a special nugget on something that I can't publicly promote. But if you use the static link, you should be able to find it. Um, tomorrow, I know it's early, especially for those of us 
that are not on the East Coast. I mean, I'm not in, I'm not uh, on PT time right now, but I'm coming off PT time. So I know these are early times, 8 a.m. Eastern time, United States, Finland, very excited to see this matchup. The United States has really mixed up their lines, and we're going to continue talking about world championships. Um, but then also I'm going to be watching Canada versus Switzerland. That's at 12 noon. So if you can't make the super early morning, check me out for noon Eastern time. Um, we're going to be watching on playback. So like I said, grab your snacks, grab your coffee, and make sure to copy that link. That is a stagnant link. It's static. Every time I'm up on playback, I will be using that link. And then I want to get you ready because we've got Canada United States on Tuesday, August 30th. We are definitely going to be doing playback on that. That one should be public. So I should be able to share it and promote it, but just in case, again, it's a, a static link doesn't change. So if you want to watch me on playback and I'm, if I'm telling you, I'm going to be on playback, you can figure it out. Okay. So women's world championships, I'm super excited to be a part of the women's hockey community. That's what got me into hockey in general. I'm super excited to, as we continue on with locked on Kraken to talk about women's ice hockey, and then hopefully be able to have that grow and expand throughout the locked on NHL channel and network. There's a handful of us. You've probably seen me squad cast with them, but we're really looking to carve out a space so that we can talk about women's ice hockey more regularly and consistently. We also have the Paralympics or the, the para there's a women's para ice hockey tournament going on. Um, that's happening, I believe in Wisconsin. So we might have to have Ann Kimmel on to talk a little bit more about that, but that is our show. You want the full Andre Burakovsky uh, interview, check out the YouTube channel. We're also going to talk about Justin Schultz and his, um, his media availability. We still have to talk about the broadcast team. We should be having Allison Lucan join us shortly and of, or, or join us soon on the show. And of course we will have more from women's worlds. Um, not completely sure about the preseason training camp dates and details just yet, but I should be headed to the Pacific Northwest very, very soon. For, so for those of you who are so concerned that I'm not from Seattle, I even had someone comment that I don't have enough Kraken gear, which like, LOL, I had a whole wardrobe change with my seat, not even all of my Seattle Kraken hats, but, um, I mean, the great thing about own, not owning, I don't own, but I, I, the great thing about having my own space here in Tulsa or otherwise is that I get to choose. I get to choose how I decorate it. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. If you want to see more Seattle Kraken gear behind me, feel free to send it and I will do my best. <laughs> anyway. With that said, um, we're going to talk next week again a little bit more about our forwards. We're going to hear from Justin Schultz. I want to talk about defense. You know, I want to talk about defense. We'll continue to talk about women's worlds. Hold fast. Stay true. And until next week, this is your host, Erica L. Ayala, reminding you now that you made this your first listen of the day, go listen to Locked on NHL. Find out what's happening as we come close to the end of the quiet period in the NHL and we start ramping up 
for training camp and preseason. It's going to be a good one, baby. And also, make sure that you support the Seattle Storm. They have made it to the semifinal round. Sue Bird and Brianne January's last season, maybe a few other retirements after that. You're going to have seven first-round picks in this series as the Seattle Storm are taking on the number one seed, the Las Vegas Aces, in the semifinals of the WNBA playoffs. Oh, baby, best believe we're going to talk about it all. Hold fast, stay true. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Peace!